Welcome to another episode of The Artistic Director. I'm sitting here with Joseph Martinez. Should I call you Joe Casually? Or? You could call me Joe Casually, yes. <laughs> that would be lovely. Uh, Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Okay, excellent. So for the listener who isn't familiar with you, can you describe your existence in the theatrical world that led you to being the Artistic Director of MCT Inc.? Oh my gosh, it's a long story. I don't know how much time we have. Um, uh, you can make it as brief or as long make as, it as you brief, want. You know, it was it was interesting because I, uh, I I didn't know theater. I didn't you know I was in uh, high school. The first by the time I saw my first play, and it happened to be a high school performance. Had some friends in it, so I went and saw it. it was like kind of cool. Next year they said you should audition. So kind of started my junior year, just you know, kind of like all right, I'll do it because my friends are doing it. You know how a lot of people fall into it. Yeah. And uh, senior year, thought, I'll do it again. You know, I was like, I had fun. Let's audition. And happened to get the lead role in uh, Brigadoon that we were doing that year. And uh, that came to what the junior college that was in the same town. The guy coming from the theater department saw the show, offered me a scholarship right there to come to school. I'm like, okay, I guess <laughs> awesome. I'm going to school to do theater, you know, because my plan was to be a journalist. I had been okay. writing and studying journalism, and I was going to college, going to go on a journalism scholarship. And so, yeah, theater just kind of paid for school. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the ideal for me. That's not what I was going to do. You know, I was... Like I said, I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be a broadcast journalism. You know, still television involves some kind of, you know, but that's kind of where it started. And as I was going through college, I finished my associates at this junior college and then moved on to university. And moving on to the university, I also, again, went on theater and journalism scholarships. But as I was at the university, I was in Southern Utah. Uh, at the time, it was called Southern Utah State College. And then by the time I graduated, it was Southern Utah University. Um, and I spent three seasons with the Utah Shakespearean Festival. And that just kind of turned around really what I really wanted to do. And while I was there, I was directing, I was still acting, I was still writing for the newspaper, but the emphasis became all you know more theater oriented. And and I uh Obviously, took acting classes and, you know, any class that you take as an actor of movement and dance and voice lessons, blah, blah, blah. But when I start working with the Utah Shakespearean Festival, I was performing during the school year with their traveling companies, Costume Cavalcade, Royal Shakespeare Feast, things like that. Uh, but during my summers, I was spending time working as a marketing intern. And that just kind of started that spur of, hey, you know, there's other things to do in theater besides acting and directing and you know so then that started uh, not even a path or I guess it started a path not a career at that time but in arts administration thinking hey there's other things out there that I can do you know I graduated from Southern Utah University and got a job uh, there's all these regional auditions across the country that actors go to, you know, and it's to either get into a graduate program or to get summer work or to get, you know, and like I said, there's about 20 of those across the country every year. And I happened to go to one and Missoula Children's Theater was there and I'd never heard of them. I grew up in Utah, but I had never heard of the Missoula Children's Theater and I did my audition and they called me back. So I went and interviewed with them and it just it seemed like a really interesting program, you know, and and um, it's, it was the tour, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the children's theater here uh, a little bit later. But 
it, yeah, it just seemed like something to do right out of college. Like this is something I, you know, I have a job. Hate to say that, yeah. but you know, so many kids out of college just says, "Hey, I have a job." Yeah. You know, and I started to tour, and that was back in the early '90s. And I, you know, I start touring the country for MCT, and while I was on tour, they had an opening in marketing. It's like, well, you know, I had some marketing experience as well. So I, uh, I applied for that job. I got hired on as, uh, in the marketing department here in the, in this, uh, the company. And so I moved here and started, and that's kind of how I got my start with, uh, MCT working in Missoula was through the marketing department. And I was booking and routing the tour with the marketing director and, from there, I just, you know, it just, it was interesting when I started because we were such a small company when I first started and, you know, we've grown quite a bit, but, you know, there wasn't that many of us in the home office, you know, we were in a little, little space, and, but we did pretty much everything. You know, I was still performing because we run a community theater, still doing children's theater because we were still doing children's programming. I was booking the tour. I was, you know, building sets. I was help you know and then they asked one day can do you want to direct we need a director for guys and dolls i'm like yeah i you know i had some directing experience from college so i started to direct it you know and it just it just kind of fall everything just kind of followed itself and you know i went from marketing to working in production and i became i don't even remember what our titles were at the time like not production coordinator but something in that realm you know where i just kind of started overseeing all the productions that we were doing in town. I know this is a really long answer to your question, but you know, that it, it was, it, like I said, it was just a, a path that I wasn't prepared to do. Cause you know, you know, again, I was out of, out of college and, and it just kind of crept into that. And I started doing the production elements and that led into more directing that led into a little bit more responsibility of hiring directors and, and different designers um and then we could talk about a little bit i left after about 18 years i uh friend and i uh had always talked about what happens if we you know we would love to own our own theater you know how mm-hmm. high so how college kids do everyone's uh, had that talk everyone's <laughs> had that talk you know oh that would be so fun if we had you know our own theater and this is what yeah. we would do and yeah. And he was a gentleman I met here in Phoenix. He was one of the first people I met when I'm in Phoenix, I'm sorry, in Missoula uh, when I moved here. And um, he was in the uh, music department here at the university, obviously had already graduated and living here. But we became fast friends and said we would sit around at night and talk about what what our theater company would look like. And in about 2003, he called me and said, I'm doing this. Like, you're doing what? He says, I'm going to open a theater. I'm like, all right, cool. And in 2005, he called. I was like, I, I would love for you to be part of this. So 2005, I packed my bags. I moved to Phoenix. And yeah, yeah and we opened uh, a theater down there. And that's still running beautifully. And, you know, it's it's a gigantic space, a beautiful theater. And what theater is it? It's called Arizona Broadway Theater. Okay, okay. And so I went down there and I was the managing artistic director for that theater company and then I started marketing and I was directing every show and professional theater you know so we were doing eight shows a season rehearsing you know every about two and a half weeks for every show every show around about six to eight weeks and so I was in constant rehearsals 
plus then doing marketing and blah, blah, blah. It was lovely. Uh, but because we were working with professionals, and it got to a point that after a while I felt that the passion was missing, you know. And I was like, you know, I need to get, I need, I need something. I need something to kind of give me that passion back of, of, of theater. And uh, it was just odd because MCT called me one day as I was going through this, I don't know what I really want to do, you know. And they're like, we need an artistic director. Are you interested? And I'm like, actually, I am, you know. And and it, it, it was smart. I, you know, I love my, my time in Phoenix and I still uh, work with them in Phoenix quite a bit. But the possibility to come back here and work with these children, work with these community members, because we run a different, different couple aspects, uh, children's theater and community theater, and to, act, and to work with people, um, and this sounds badly for professional actors, but as I said earlier, you know, it, it was a job for me when I started working at MCT. And I think after a while, it just becomes a job for everybody. They're just trying to make ends meet. We, you know, they're trying to pay a rent. And it was nice to come back up here and be and work with people who were volunteering their time, but had that passion to be on stage, to, you know, and, and so that is just reignited me. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's great. So, yeah. Uh, excellent. Sorry. That was no, very long, wasn't no, it? No, no, it was great. It's, it, but it's all fascinating. It's really all fascinating. Um, so I like, to, I like to ask this question to all my guests, and it's a big, ambiguous question. Uh, so feel free to answer it in any way, shape, or form that you want. Uh, but the question is simply, what is your artistic direction? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that is. It, it, you know, I was like, what is, your, what is my artistic direction? That's, it, it, I, you know, I, like, wow, I, I don't know how to answer that. It's, yeah. you know, it, it it's about storytelling, and I think every aspect of artistic direction artistic just being artistic is about storytelling you know living in the moment we live in the moment we're living in the moment right now you know we're having this conversation and my artistic direction for anything that we do children's theater wise community theater wise any of the camps that we do here in missoula as i work out in different theaters across the country directing shows it's about being in the moment it's about um, just living it, if that makes sense to makes you. you know, we, we talk, I talk a lot to my cast as I'm directing shows. You know, I said, we can, we can practice and practice and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse to get it right. But it's important to me to get it real. You know, and that's what's, mm-hmm. and that's my artistic kind of like, it, it, it could be right, but if it, it's, you know, but if it's not real, it doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's, it's about being in the moment and it's about being, you know, yeah, that's, I guess if that's a good that's answer. Beautiful. No, you're talking my language right now. Oh, good. good. Um, I, I had a theater professor. I really, it kind of stuck with me, but he defined it as uh, getting your here here. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I really, there's something about that that is like you can show up and you can recite lines. Exactly. But if you're not actually like, if, if your mind is elsewhere, if you're just kind of like, okay, an automated, like, I'm just going to, I say this line now. It's pretty easy to see through that as right. stale. Uh, how, how do you get? How do you get yourself and your cast uh, engaged in that mindset so you can stay present and in the moment when you're rehearsing? You know, and when, on stage? when we start a rehearsal process, I I work very quickly because again, like I said, you, you can rehearse to get it right. You can really rehearse to get it right. It's that rehearsal that makes it real. Is what becomes important. So I work very quickly. 
because I want to get it on its feet. I want to get it staged. I want to get so they can rehearse it, getting it right. You know. But then I after we and I literally, it's like we block it, we run it twice. Like go home and you know we're not going to get back to it until we actually start working scenes or we're going to work. You know, because I want them to kind of process what they've done. And I always tell them too. You know, as a director, I I like to give people freedom. A little bit of freedom, you know, like I, I will block a scene and I said, there are three things I want you to do in this scene. I want you to cross. I want you to pick up the paper. I want you, uh, you know, whatever they might happen to be, do it where you feel like you need to do it. You know, because again, <laughs> I could tell them, do it here, do it here, do it here. But that's how that gives them no creativity, you know. And and, and again, I, I, I say things like, you know, I, I might tell you to cross on this word, but if you're motivated to cross earlier, cross yeah. just make make you know in my head there's a picture that i need to set up eventually but you're the one that needs to make it work for you so they so said we work really quickly here's your blocking blah 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 and then i like to get into full run-throughs pretty early because again we're practicing to get it right so if we're running the show a lot we're practicing to get it right within two weeks before we open it's now about making it real. Yeah. It's like, okay, now you know the show. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what you're doing. Now let's get into that realm of let's make it real. You know, and it's it, for me. You know, everybody works differently. Uh, I, I put a lot of trust into my actors, even with the kids. We make we put so much trust into them because it has to be comfortable for them. Because if it's not comfortable for them. It's not going to be comfortable for the audience. Yeah. It's not going to be real at that time when you're storytelling, you know. And yeah, yeah. so you know, and I, like I said, I, I, I'm fortunate because the people that we work with here, the people that we work with on the road, the kids that we work with, you know, they they have to trust you and they have to know that you're not going to let them fail. But it's on you to make some decisions yeah you know, so. it holds the actor accountable exactly yeah well and then it establishes that establishes the mutual trust i think which establishes comfort which makes it easier to be real exactly i'm curious for the children's theater mm-hmm. i've taught kids and like kind of directed kids a little bit before and sometimes it's harder to make it real with mm-hmm. kids just because they have a little bit more um i'll say wild energies mm-hmm. or like a little bit more difficult to control energy sometimes right what are ways in a theater setting that you can guide kids that are more energetic or maybe a little bit less focused that helps the whole the whole entity itself? You know what's great about our program, and you know we really hadn't mentioned that. You know, it's the, uh, uh, the Missoula Children's Theater is uh, an umbrella of MCT Inc., which is what I am the artistic director over. And you know, the Children's Theater we've been around for about forty five years. We are the uh, patting ourselves on the back, and I hate saying things like this just because it, it, it just sounds so. You know, convoluted or prestigious, but it's the the truth. truth, You know, Uh, but we are the largest touring children's theater company in the world, and I can honestly say that. You know, we tour to all fifty states, tour to sixteen different countries, and what we do is we send two professional actors out on the road. They train here, and when they get to a town, they audition local children ages five to eighteen years old. And then they put on a one, uh, they do a one week rehearsal and then they put on uh, an hour musical at the end of that week. To answer your question, now that I've done my little elevator speech, yeah. to answer your question is 
because we are we're, and even here in Missoula we do day camps but we're doing a day camp right now as we speak there's one happening down on stage the kids are only here for a week so they really don't have time to go you know my yeah. energy my energy levels because they know that they have work to do they here this is what you have to do you know we're, we're very our time with them is so restricted to we have to get this done we are doing a one hour musical with songs and dances and scene work you know um and so the the opportunity that they have to be in it they have to be there they have you know and right away and they don't know they're learning a lesson you know our we're, we're not there to make actors out of them we're there to teach them life skills communication skills and just working as quickly as we do you know they, they they're there they're in the moment yeah. they have to be in that moment they're five years old they have they don't know what they're doing they don't understand <laughs> they're creating a moment they don't know they're in a moment but eventually you know that's that's kind of the training that that they yeah. get when they're working with us is you know we have to do this and we always say you know when you do a a, a show in college uh you know you have about a six week or if you do a community theater show you have about a six week process to do the show if you're doing a professional show in an equity house original theater you get about two and a half weeks three weeks to do a rehearsal we get a week and it's about 20 hours uh 20 hours of rehearsal and i always say you know when you do a show in on the college level, you have five weeks of rehearsal and one week of panic before you put on the show. We just take out the five weeks of rehearsal and we do one <laughs> week of panic, you know. And it works because those yeah. kids are never told that you can't do this. They are never said, you know, we're going to try to do this. We are going to do this. Yeah. You know, there's always that positive reinforcement. And, you know, and sometimes shows are great. Sometimes shows are okay, and sometimes there's shows that you really have to help the kids along, you know, because they're memorizing 40-page scripts, some of them are, you know, and you do what you need to do to teach them to get through this script. It's fascinating, and when I started doing this job as a tour actor way back in the day, that's, again, what thrilled me about this company was that we never gave the kids the opportunity to fail. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then getting back to your question, that's also part of that training that they're getting. They, you know, they, like I said, they don't know they're creating a real moment, but they are because they're doing it so quickly and they're, they're reacting to how we're teaching them. And they're, you know, yeah, so it's, it's very, it, it, it's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, I, I like that because I feel like my sensibilities would, would say, oh, no, 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 don't. Don't give the kids just a week. That's too much pressure to put on them. But I think that pressure is actually healthy pressure. It holds them accountable, and then it sort of forces them into that real moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is I don't know, just really interesting. I don't really have a question. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I'm loving everything that you're saying. Though. I'm curious, how do you go about the process of getting the touring company? Uh, that tours around internationally yeah, um, yeah. from year to year. Well, you know, as I said, we it's two people that tour a show. And, you know, what we do, we have about 20 titles that we that we uh, have that are all written in-house. Our executive director and our founder are um, the writers of a majority of our oh, scripts. 
Uh, and as I said, they're all one-hour musicals. They're all original, but they're based on Pinocchio. They're based on Aladdin, Cinderella. Our newest one is Snow Queen and um, Emperor's New Clothes. Okay. And yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we have, you know, we have a bunch of different, a bunch of different titles, and we go out like this regional audition that I did way back when that got me actually got me here in Missoula. Uh, we go to those every year, and we audition actors right out of school, kids that are still in school, to come to Missoula and train, and they learn their show. And right now, we have 44 teams out on the road, so that's 88 people. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. and they are traveling across the country uh, this summer for about 10 weeks. And again, we, you know, we are everywhere. We go to about 1,200 different communities, uh, and we cast about 65,000 children over a year time. Yeah, so even just think, you know, we have 44 teams on the road right now. They're each doing 10 weeks. You know, they're working with about 65 kids. I don't do math, but that's a lot. That's, that's, a, that's yeah. a big number of <laughs> cast members, you know. Yeah, yeah and, it, and it's, you know, to kind of answer a question, but it's kind of tough because, you know, we – People call, you know, we don't call and say, hey, would you like to book us? People call for us. Like, you know, uh, we, we have a couple of openings, you know. So it, booking the tour is very strategic in how we get teams out there. So once you leave Missoula, you know, you drive to the East Coast, you're going to be on the East Coast. Once you drive to the West Coast, you know. So we have all these teams in different areas around the country. And it's... As I said, you know, it's just, it, it becomes a rotation of shows, what, what what we need out there, what's kind of had a longevity that might need to be pulled off the road. Because, again, as the artistic director, I think a lot of my job, and we talk about it a lot, is quality control. You know, we pull things off the road because we sand everything with the tour actors. They take the sets with them. They take the costumes. They take sound, makeup, lights, anything you need to put on a play they have in their vehicle with them because they drive uh, a pickup truck. But after, you know, after you've done this for a year, you know, for, for about 46 weeks with holidays, you know, you've put up that set and those kids have been one of those costumes 46 times. So there's a little bit of wear and tear yeah. on them. So as artistic director, quality control, we pull things off the road because they might have been saturated in an area. We can't really take the Wizard of Oz to the Pacific Northwest because it's been there for five years yeah. you know so anyway so we pull things off the road and at that time we either redesign we rebuild because you know we just have to make sure that there's a quality of what we're doing so to answer your question which i kind of forgotten what it was <laughs> is it, how do you pick the kids that uh that go on the international oh yeah so yeah that's that, that becomes you know uh, it's it's the two act the, the yeah. two actors that we do at the auditions and you know, and, and, and it, you know, a lot of people don't go to those auditions thinking, I'm going to audition and get to work for a children's theater. That's kind of like the yeah. furthest thing from their mind. They think, I'm going to go and I'm going to get a st summer stock job or I'm going to work for a cruise ship or I'm going to work at a theme park. And then we tell them, hey, we're the Missoula Children's Theater. This is what we do. And, you know, some of them like, oh, I, you know, I love, I've always done children's theater. Oh, I worked with children before. And so it, it, it's interesting because again like i said we just hired 88 people and a lot of them are brand new to children's theater they, they they don't know that this is what they want to do but i will guarantee 30 percent of those will go on to be to do children's theater will go on to become school teachers will go on to become 
arts educators will go on, you know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what this job does. So. so one of the things that I think is the job of the artistic director, mm-hmm. I, I encountered this term and it's just been stuck in my head, is creating an ecology mm-hmm. or sort of cultivating a culture uh, is a term that I've been using a lot too. That is sort of MCT or Missoula Children's Theater. With so many people out and about, they are all in a way extensions of the theater. Correct. And that's a lot of sort of variables, I yes, will call it is. them. Yes. Um, what are ways that you can ensure that all of these touring pairs of actors uh, are representing what Missoula's Children's Theater isn't is truly? It's true. Well, yeah. and that's you know, and that's a good question. Those are things that we talk about a lot here. You know, everybody that we hire, they come in to Missoula for uh, about a two and a half week training, you know, so we get them all in the room and they go through it and it's intensive. I mean, or intense, it's very intense training. Um, they're here 10, 12 hours a day. Not, and, you know, they're not only learning a script and how to direct the show and how to teach the music, you know, they're, they have to learn, you know, about our image, about our brand, you know, and, and we are very specific about, clothing that they wear where you know mm-hmm. and so they i mean they get two weeks of like just a lot of intense training and you but you know you never know you never know and we and that's one thing about this job that is kind of interesting is once they leave missoula they're really their own company and we have to entrust that these people are going to carry out this brand that we have created and yeah. you know we have to trust them you know, and so before we hire them, they go through it. They really do go through an intensive background check. And, you know, people do reference calls or, you know, like, hey, we want to hire Jacob. Yeah, he's a good guy. You know, our, but our, our reference calls are very in-depth and because we need to know as much about that person as, that is going to be representing this company working with children, you know, so there's just, there's so much more. And then, like I said, you know, the background check is very important for yeah. us. You know, we, everybody that works in this building, everybody that's on the road, all go through a very extensive background check. We, we visit a lot of military bases. So, you know, so our background checks are not just, Hey, that's fingerprinted and run it through a file. It becomes much more, much more um, intricate because we are going to military bases as well. But once they get out there, you know, we have to trust them. We really have to trust them. So we're hoping we're hiring the right people through reference calls and background checks. And then we get to spend two and a half weeks with them, 12 hours a day. So you, you get to know who, who who they are, you know. And, and yeah, we send, them, we send them out there on the road. And that first week they're out there, they, somebody goes with them. Somebody from the home office or somebody that's done this job for a very long time will spend their first week out with them and just kind of make sure that they're doing the job and mm-hmm. what's expected. But then they're out on their own. And as I said, you know, they become their own boss and they check in with us, you know, once a week. We just, they, they call in and we check in on them. Um, but, you know, this day of social media and, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there are, there's a lot of communication and, you know, we could go on Facebook and even though they have very limited access to, you know, to what they can post on Facebook, we can, we can still kind of see what's happening. And, you know, when they go into a town, there's a presenter, 
uh, has actually brought them in. So that presenters with them all week as well. So if there is something that we need to know about, we need we, we get to know about it. We do what we do. We do what we call site visits. So all of our teams, while they're on the road, will get a site visit from somebody here, myself, executive director, um, the person that runs the tour, that oversees the tour. She has a staff of about four people. And so we travel across the country and visit with them. You know, we might be with them a day. We might be with them a week. Just, you know, we have a brand. We have a quality that we have to uphold, you know, so. Um, so if I, so say I hypothetically have passed the background check and I'm coming to this intensive, uh, what are things that I could hypothetically do uh, in order to be the best possible actor, director, re- representative of this company mm-hmm. itself? Well, it, it's funny because when we hire you to come in, what I'm going to tell you is everything you learned in college in your theater arts program, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I just paid all this money, yeah, you know, yeah. um, because, you know, as I said before, we've been doing this for 45 years. So we have a method that works. Okay. So first off, one of our, the first things is, can he get rid of I see. four years of training and learn what we're doing in quick two weeks? Okay. That's the first step. Yep. Okay. And, Hey, if you could take that direction, I mean, that's the biggest thing that we do on the road is we give direction to children. If you can take direction, we know you could probably be able to get Especially with that, like, time-intensive pressure, again, like, does the same thing. Exactly, exactly. Being attentive. It's it's almost like any other job, working hard, knowing what you're doing, you know, actors, knowing your lines, knowing your blocking, blah, blah, blah. But you also have to be personable. You know, the one thing we talk about with our tour actors as they're on the road, you know, as I go to all these conferences and, and I'm trying to sell them my company. This is what we do. You're going to work with children ages 5 to 18 years old, 65 of them, you know, every week. Uh, you know, I, and right there, you're, you're, you're yeah. laughing. But, yeah, it's like, oh, uh, uh, you know, I have to sell that to these yeah. people. They have to be personable. They have – they might not know they like children, but – you know, they have to have some kind of love to, for a child, you know. What I always say to them is, you have to have a passion for what you do, and you have to want to share the passion for what you do to somebody else. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's what it's about, you know. As I've said before, it's it, it's not about making actors out of them. It's about teaching them life skills and teaching them other, you know. And if you can share something that you feel so passionate about to somebody else, I think that's lovely. You know, I, uh, I have a mentor that says uh, that he always said, if the greatest challenge is to make somebody else happy, mm-hmm. it's like, if you can make somebody else happy, you've accomplished something, you know, and that's, and that's so much of this job is, you know, you have to be able to be out there. You have to be, you know, as I got off track, but what I was going to say is as an actor for Missoula Children's Theater or as an actor at any touring company, you're living life in a fishbowl. You know, you're going into a town that you are not known and you are an actor and actors kind of have a little bit of a reputation, you know. So you really have to have common sense. That's another thing, you know. You ask, what what, what do I need to have? Yeah, you need to have common sense, really. You know, you need to, you know, you need to know that, as, as I say to them, you're sitting in a restaurant because we work with kids. You can't talk badly about the town. You can't talk badly about cast members, you can't talk badly about anybody because you never know who's listening. You know, common sense is so important. 
<laughs> in this job, you know, just, and that's what we, you know, and those are things that you can't really know about anybody to spend time with them. You know, that's why those reference calls are so important to us, you know, so. Great. We're a little bit past the half hour. Is there right. anything that we haven't talked about in terms of artistic direction or just directing general or acting or anything in the theater world? Uh, that you want to talk about? Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, yeah. No, no, no. As I, said, as I said to you earlier, you know, I, you just give me a microphone, I'll talk forever about <laughs> something. Um, that's just how I go. No, you know, it's as I said. I don't. You you had mentioned earlier. I don't remember what it was uh, as we were recording, or if it was just in our conversation when you walked into the room. Um, you know, there there are not a lot of how to books. Yeah. To be an artistic director, yeah. there's not a lot of. I'm going to college to learn how to be an artist. It's, it, it's, and you said that you know people kind of fall into it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's true. It's not, you know, I don't think you can go to a, a master's program. You can get a master's in theater management. You get, but until you've experienced so much of it, you know, and it's not only directing shows. It's not only, you know. Working with you, it, it, there, there is so much more that goes into it. We've talked about, you know, I've been a, mar- a marketing director for theater companies. I worked the box office. I, you know, you, there's, you know, you, you become almost a production manager, you know, meaning, you know, as my job as artistic director and a lot of artistic directors, I know even again, as I was working in Phoenix, kind of in the same realm, you know, I'm hiring not only actors, but designers and directors and choreographers and orchestra, and then I'm doing the contracts. And, you know, there's just, there's, there is that business aspect. There's all those hats. There's all those different hats that you have to wear, you know, and, and being a product, you know, when I'm not directing a show, when I, as I said, right now, we have a kid's show happening. I'm not directing it. I'm not part of it, but it is still under my jurisdiction, Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, so I have to go in there and make sure, Hey, this, you know, Make sure this is happening. Make sure that's happening. Same thing with just a, a show, of, you know, if we're doing Mary Poppins, if I'm not directing Mary Poppins, my job as the artistic director is to go in there and see where they are, see what's happening, make sure the set is being built and that they're on, it's on the schedule that we have set, you know, set up to make sure that's going to be ready on time. Same thing with costumes, you know, there's just so much management of everything, you know, and, and even, you know, going to marketing is like, I have to make sure that working with the marketing department that we are getting out what we want to say about the show and how are we marketing and who are we marketing it to, you know? So it's just not, it, it's not one thing you learn in college. Mm-hmm. It's a billion different things you learn, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you had to go back in, if you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice uh, about artistic direction that would maybe help the whole process right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, would you? <laughs> and second of all, what would it be? <laughs> I had a lot of people say I just wouldn't do that, which is interesting. Like, which is interesting. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I. Well, every time somebody says, "Would you go back and do?" It? It's like oh, I would love to go back. Every, you know, <laughs> would you? Would you go back to high school? Heck yeah, I'd go back to high school. I loved high school, you know, and I learned so much and. To go back in, I would probably pay more attention to think. You know, I uh, it's it's just stupid things, but more for, <laughs> for myself. You know, I would go back and pay more attention to just 
it, it sounds stupid, but to, to I, I grew up with a lot of music. Sorry, I'm just kind of, but just to to how to incorporate the emotional and connecting to other things. You know, I when you're young, when you you know you are very. It's about me. It's me, 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 me. You know, and that's true. I mean, that just happens. I mean, that's what life. You know, as you're growing up, going to college, it's you know, it's I'm the important one. I would love to have gone back and really just kind of paid attention a little bit more to my world and to the world that was happening around me, and it wasn't about me because I think, as I said earlier, being a storyteller, that's what, and that's how I think my job is. I, I, I'm a storyteller. You know, I have to tell stories that people are going to want to see. Um, wish I would have paid more attention to things that were not part of my world. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. You know, because yeah. they always say actors are the greatest liars, <laughs> you know, because you are creating a character. You're, you know, you're, and, but being that storyteller is the same thing, you know, and I, there's a lot of times like that you, you know, if, if I understood that a little bit better, you know, you can mm-hmm. always do, research now i can go back and research stuff but if i just paid attention a little bit more yeah. you know i think it, it really would have helped i i find this uh this wonderful irony of performance which is you have to be drawn to the stage because of an ego you have like you cannot not have an ego and get up on stage and be like look at me everybody i'm the one that you pay attention to right now but i think to effectively be a performer or an actor you need to go through the process of after you've gotten up on stage, dissolving that ego because then you can be real. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Which is, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't have another, I don't have a question off of that, yeah. but I do have a, a one last question. You, you've said the word a couple of times and it's a very weighted word. Uh, you said passion mm-hmm. a lot. I, I love that idea. Um, and at the very beginning when you're talking about uh, when you came back to Missoula's Children's mm-hmm. Theater, um, you, you just there were these people who were doing it as their job, and the passion was gone. Uh, I'm curious, do you have advice to keep that passion alive within yourself after several years of doing the same thing? Um, I don't know if I have an. I don't know if I have. I have advice about it. Um, I think you know, as with everything, there there gets to be that point. It's like oh, I just need a break. I need yeah. a break. You know. And, you know, I think it's about rejuvenation and it's about, you know, um, ju- just figuring out, obviously, what I do in theater is my passion, working with people and children and adults and sharing that passion with them. But when I do feel, when I get to that point that I'm like, I, you know, I, which, you, which everyone kind of gets to, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to rejuvenate me? What, what do I need? And for me, it's really simple. It's funny. It's like it's going and sitting in on a class that they're teaching with the kids, going in and sitting on a music rehearsal. And, you know, and then you, and you just remember all this is like, what is it about this that, that makes me happy? It's like, oh, yeah. You know, we talk about that here a lot. You know, we have uh, meetings every Tuesday and we finish the meeting with what we call a love letter. And that love letter could be from a child, could be from a teacher, could be from an adult who's doing a community theater show about what the experience meant to them. And everybody in that room, you know, we're here, we're working, we're doing our daily job. But when you hear that, you know, you've changed this person or you never know what you did. You know, it's like 
that's why I do this. And that's, you know, and that's not only children's theater, that's any theater. You know, after a point, it becomes about making that connection. If you know it or not, you are making a connection and you got to remember that. And, you know, and I do, I get very passionate about things like that. You know, it's just, if it's not... If you're not passionate about it, don't do it. Honestly, you know, why put yourself to that? And if you can't find the passion again, you know, don't do it. Don't, you know, it's, it's hard though, you know, because a lot, you know, a lot of people, this is all I know. This is all I know, you know, but boy, do what you can to find it. To read, to write, you know, and it could be as little as listening to music, you know, so. Or short breaks, I think. A short break, yeah. You know, when I take a short break, I go see theater. Yep. You know, and when I see theater, yep. I get reinvigorated, you yeah, know, absolutely. and I read a book, I get reinvigorated, you know, there's just so many things, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it, it for, to, to finish this off, it becomes for me remembering why I'm doing it. And it has, talk about ego, it has nothing to do with me, it has to do with everybody else out there that somehow you are going to make a difference for somebody for better or worse you are making a difference that they're probably going to remember for the rest of their lives. You know, they're not going to remember, Oh, Joe Martinez directed that show, (laughs) you know, blah, 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 blah. But they're going to say, there was something in that show that changed my life. You know, I was like, you know, so that's what, that's what it's about. Amazing. That's, I think that's a perfect way to end. Uh, Do you have any plugs? If someone's looking for either you or uh, MCT Inc. online, uh, is there anywhere they can go to find information? Well, perfect. You just said mctinc.org, O-R-G. You know, and go to the website. You know, we, as we talked about before, MCT Inc. is our company name. We have many umbrellas, the Children's Theater, obviously, which is our big touring project. And then we do community theater here. We do camps all summer for high school kids. We are in the process of doing what we call Next Step Prep right now, which is a six-week intensive for high school kids. They come from all over the country. They come to Missoula. They work with Broadway stars. They work with different teachers from universities. They you know, they take, take acting, dance, voice lessons for six weeks. They are here. They, it's a, they get accreditation for high school. They get, you know, so if you have a child that's interested and that you don't know what to do or how to get started, you know, look at, look MCT up because there, there's that camp. We have camps up on the lake that we do for two weeks. That's performing arts based, you know? Yeah. So mctinc.org would be the website to go to. Excellent. And I love ending my podcast with this. Can you give me one recommendation of anything at all? It can be a book, a movie, a uh, food, music, a way of life, a quote, anything. Oh my gosh. I know, right? Um, one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can give you one for everything that you just yeah. mentioned. Gosh, I wish you would have said this because there, there is a quote that I absolutely love. And it was a Winston Churchill, and I don't want to paraphrase it, but I'm going to have to because off the top of my head, I always have to look it up. Because, There's been a lot of paraphrased you know, quotes paraphrased on this podcast. So you know, it, it, it's, you know it, it doesn't matter. Oh, gosh. Pretty much what it says is it doesn't matter who gets the credit for doing it as long as it gets done. You know, and that, again, that's kind of how I like to work. It's like, you know, I, I, as long as it gets done, perfect. There's no, you know, there's no. Anyway, so, yeah, it's a Winston Churchill, and I wish I could 
I've paraphrased it better. But that's pretty much the idea is. All right. You know. Perfect. Joe, yeah. thank you so thank much you. for sitting down with me. This yeah. was an amazing interview. You can find this podcast on Facebook and SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, and I don't say this often enough, but if you're on iTunes, why don't you give me five stars? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you five. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Listener, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have an excellent rest of your day.